This is Mentally Dope. Join us, Charmaine and Jasmine, two Black licensed therapists, as we build a bridge between mental health and Black culture. Come on. It's going to be dope. Hey. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today on Mentally Dope, we are talking about female friendships. It's a deep topic. Yeah, it's deep. We can probably just, you know, cover a fraction of it today. Probably. Because there's so much to talk about. Um, like, just like literally going through the song, what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they? Will they be around? Will they? Are they going to let you down? Hmm. Or will they turn turn their backs on you? Hmm. (laughs) Okay. That's deep. I said it like I just heard it for the first time. Yes. Snap, snap, snap. Mm -hmm. All of that. So, today we're talking about female friendships. Um... And so me and Jasmine were talking about this meme that has been like circulating of uh, a meme or something mm-hmm. where it's like the the girl will take back the guy 50, 11 times, but you're going to cut off your friend because she didn't show up for you when you invited her to Chili's. Like, what is that? Why do you think, back. yes, why do you think that it is hard for us as females to sustain female friendships? Lots of things. Okay. I mean, where do we begin? I feel like we expect different things of our female friendships. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. We don't manage our expectations. Yeah. That's, that's an oh, issue. Yeah. Also, for some reason, we think that friendships are different than, like, other friendships or other relationships mm-hmm. of, like, oh, we don't need to work on communication. We should just mesh well together. We mm-hmm. should just coexist and it just be, like, perfect. Nothing should ever be wrong. And is that realistic? No. Relationships are relationships. Are relationships, right? Yeah. That that right there in itself is a, is a word because I feel like that mm-hmm. the same way that our <laughs> – the same way that our romantic relationships take work, so do our – so do our – so do our actual friendships. They, t- they take work as well. Because we're taking two individuals from two different upbringings, from two different backgrounds, from all you of these different didn't. things. Y'all be twins from the same womb. Yeah, that, that as well. And we're putting them together and then telling them just to have this lifelong relationship as if that's enough to sustain it. Mm-hmm. The same way that it is in an actual romantic relationship. Love isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we actually need to figure out, like, oh, how to communicate. Like how to be shouldn't be hard. If your friendships are hard, then maybe you shouldn't be in them. But like, if that's they're hard, lie. you're doing it right. They should be yeah. hard because they are just hard to get two people together. Yeah, on the same page, on the same wavelength, on the same communication style. Like, all yeah, of these and we're going to, and we're going to have disagreements and we're going to have problems because that's just life. The hard part about that is the word for today's episode is self awareness. Um, and being aware of who we are as people, what we bring to the table, what our communication styles are, if we are aware of how we can handle difficult moments and how we can handle... What did you di- say the word of the day was? Self-awareness? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, what? Okay. okay. <laughs> we just talked about this. Okay. How we can handle disagreements, <laughs> how we can handle issues and things of that nature. And if and if we're not self-aware of who we are as people, that shows up in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so just by going deeper into the fact that you are actually going to have disagreements. Disagreements do not always mean that the relationship needs to end. But if you do not know how to handle 
a disagreement. That's normally exactly what happens, Mm -hmm. that someone has a disagreement or someone has a fight and either we just don't deal with it, we're going to ignore it and pretend like it never happened, or I'm just going to go ahead and cut you off. Because if I'm not self-aware of of who I am as a person and I do not acknowledge the fact that either I am scared of... I have emotion. Yeah. I just have emotion. I, I, I 100% honesty moment can be transparent that I had, and I still struggle sometimes, with, with fear of loss and abandonment. Mm-hmm. So for me, that would show up in my friendships. Like, if we had, like, it, like difficulties, and I did not know how to express that, my fear would tell me, if you say how, the, how you feel, it's going to be an issue, it's going to be a problem, and then you're going to have loss, and you're going to lose this friendship. So, like, you know, just like, you know, be silent, which never worked. Um, but also, on the other end of that, you also have to be aware of who you are trying to be in relationship with. I was an adult, a, a, an adult before I had, I, mean, I remember one of my closest friends came to me and she was upset with me about something that I had did or that was going on between us. And my spidey senses went on like full blast. And like, I was just like, you know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. hyper aroused. And I was like, yep, this, this is the end of me and her friendship. And so like, she was talking to me about what was happening. And like, for one, she was very self-aware and she communicates very, very well. But like, she was calm, but she was like, like, like you know, going in about like, you know, her feelings and how she felt. Mm-hmm. And then like, she paused and she was like, okay, well now I need to know your perspective, which to me was also odd because I was not used to that level of communication. But then on top of that, she wanted to continue to go back and forth. And she was like, no, this doesn't end until me and you both are in a clear understanding and we can move forward. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so like, you know, we're not done being friends. And she was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> like we're having a conversation. But for me, like that was so hard. I mean, I remember like sweating and breathing. Like and I was like, I was not used to this. So mm-hmm. not only did I have to be self-aware of me. But she also had to be self-aware of her because it's also hard for you to try to communicate with someone who does not create a safe space for you to be able to do so. A word. So therefore, even if I'm self-aware, you need to be self-aware as, as well. So therefore, they mean you can have this this exchange in this conversation, in this dialogue for us to be able to move forward in our friendship. Mm-hmm. You said a lot. Right <laughs> you said a lot. <laughs> but that does show up a lot in our female friendships because... For one, everything can be fine until conflict happens and we don't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to have people to hang out with and kick it with and travel with and all of these things until something is said or done and then we don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if our typical nature for us is just to lash out and go aggressive, that will show up in your friendships. If, if we don't want to lash out at our friends but we don't know how to deal with That's it. another thing. We're, like, you know, we'll cut it off. I had, I had someone the other day tell me, well, I like, I blocked I blocked my whole friend group. All of them? She was like, yeah, baby. They, they, they pissed me off. Everybody got blocked. Everybody was wrong, though. Everybody was wrong. Uh, but I think that the, for her, she did not know how to communicate her mm-hmm. feelings. Her mm-hmm. feelings were hurt. Something, something was said. She did not know how to communicate Instead her feelings. Instead of being like, this hurt my feelings. Yes. Let's talk about this. She was like, you're dead to me. And that's, that's also vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And then there's also the feeling of like other people in the friend group who did not defend her. But they didn't know that they should have defended her. So therefore, but in her mind, she was offended mm-hmm. on our part. But how and can people know what you wanted them to do or all those things if we didn't communicate? Yeah. But also, shout out to our apologies um, video. So if you need more information about apologies or how to give good apologies and how that takes vulnerability, 
hit up that video. Mm-hmm. Because because sure. in this particular case, in this example, this would be a double apology that would actually take vulnerability and maturity to go to someone and say, hey, I blocked you, so I'm going to apologize. <laughs> I blocked you the other day. Well, it sounds like she's not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm sorry for, for blocking you, but I want to tell you why I blocked you. This is what happened. This is what you said. And I, and I need to tell you how it made me feel. Yeah, this is how I received what happened. Yeah. And hopefully... I mean, it does not always happen. Sometimes you can only be accountable for you. But hopefully the friend would be self-aware enough and emotionally intelligent enough to like to accept that Mm -hmm. and also self-reflect on her and to I hurt my friend, not just be in defensive mode because she was blocked, but actually like, hey, hey, I hurt my friend. What can I do to actually resolve this? But it takes a level of also commitment to say that I'm going to commit to this friendship enough to work these things through. And not just say, if you got you got issues. Yeah, that's part of it too. I mean, I think there's a lot of things we talked before about intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. or like things that look like culture that are actually trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is to be quick to be offended mm-hmm. as well. Of like, you saying anything wrong to me, like. That's it. We're done. I won't give you another chance to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And that is also a trauma response to not want to work through things or be reluctant or unable to tolerate how it feels to work through things like your situation, right? Like, this feels hard. This feels scary. It feels like somebody's attacking me. I don't have the skills to tolerate this feeling. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm not going to continue to pursue this relationship with you. It's yeah. easier to cut you off. Yeah. But that's so, that's so hard for us to also say that we have to be able to hold ourselves accountable. Nobody's perfect. And whether, and like, and like in our apologies video, we discussed this, whether you meant to or not, we hurt and we offend people mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Your intention almost doesn't yeah. really matter. I, it, would, it may not have been my intention to say these things. It may not have been, been my intention to hurt you. But if I did, I need you to be able to call me out and for me not to feel attacked because you held me accountable for something that I said or did, whether I meant to or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And whew, maybe that's a cultural thing too, accountability. Mm-hmm. Because I think for me, part of my friendships are accountability. I want someone who holds me accountable, mm-hmm. but that comes with the ability to not get offended about some things. Yeah. It comes with the ability to say things in a way that yeah. are not rude and yes. offensive. That's the first like that's that's a thing too. Like, you know, check yourself on how you bring mm-hmm. this to people because Oh my gosh. Or just like the things that people say around friendships. Oh well, Gina just say anything, right? Or you gotta watch yourself around her. But also or like I'm a lot to handle. I just need somebody who's able to handle me. But also like it's okay that we change and we grow mm-hmm. and that we adjust the way that we talk to people to, so that they can receive what it is that we need to say. Yeah. And it's so, not okay, so, it's necessary. So let's just say that too, that we do change and we grow. We all change and we grow. So if me and you are friends and then I discover something about myself in a couple of so weeks. Awareness. Yes. I'm going to change. You're gonna if you're gonna be my friend, you have to be able to adapt to the fact that I that I am changing. That's one thing. Yeah. But also you have to be able to communicate the change. That is well. Like, you know, I really don't like when you call me a ball half a hoe, you know, anymore. And you know, that really hurts my feelings now that I've done some soul searching, right? Yeah. And then then the person can change and not just be like, well, I changed and I didn't like it. And so they just didn't mind read and Mm -hmm. notice that I was upset and adjust to that Mm -hmm. because that's not fair. But I think that also we have to be able to, to identify that sometimes our friendships don't grow with us. 
mm-hmm. which is hard, which is which also can trigger those feelings of 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 loss and abandonment as well, is because sometimes they don't they they don't continue to grow with us. Right. So let's just say, for example, that I don't know, like 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 if I'm a friend and I have like this self awareness and I create a boundary that I'm not gonna. I don't know that I'm not going to do something that mean you used to do before mm-hmm. any, any, anymore. And then you say, well, she's changed and, and I don't want to be friends with her anymore because like, you know, I still want to do X, Y, Z. Well, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop my boundary. So either we're going to be friends outside of this or our friendship has ended. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But I think that also requires both people being self-aware enough. What do I want out of a friendship? Mm-hmm. Right. What am I good with? What do I want from a friend? Mm-hmm. And for both people to have that knowledge about themselves. Yeah. To say, hey, is this person going to be a good fit with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, they've changed and I've not changed or I've changed in a different direction. Is this person still going to be a good fit with me? Yeah. And that that's not always personal. Mm-hmm. Even though it's hard. I wouldn't say that it's easy, but it's not always personal necessarily of like people have grown in two different directions. Yeah. I mean, but, that, but that's also big too because sometimes we try to hold on to those things. Um, and sometimes you actually have outgrown the situation Ooh. or your relationship is still stuck in the past. I, I was talking to, to someone about that the other day. Is that, is that like, is that like her and her friends had been, had been friends since they were in like the seventh or eighth grade. And now you guys are like in your thirties. And I think that you still hold on to a lot of the thoughts about this person from when you guys were 13. Mm-hmm. Well, she used to always do this when you guys were 12. Like I hope both of y'all have grown since then. Yeah, but you still hold on to, but but you're still holding them accountable for people that they aren't anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like it's like you know, the relationship has to or grow. Let go that as of well. Things too because that changes things. And I, I think that also like you know if we don't let go of past attachment injuries that have happened because those things happen in relationships the same way that they happen in romantic relationships. <laughs> Anytime that you're attached to someone and they hurt you or there's some type of injury that 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 happens, it becomes an, an attachment injury. And if we don't heal from it, it's going to continue to be there. I don't care if it did happen 10 years ago. And maybe it was when she ate all of your chips and you were still hungry that day. But there's a part of you that's still like, she don't care about me. So now we're 30 years old and you're holding on to attachment injury from when we were 15. Like that time when you ate those chips and I was hungry yes. and there was nothing there. Exactly. <laughs> well, remember when I had that boyfriend when, when we, like, you know, when, like, like, you know, we, we were 16? Which, like, sounds stupid when you're 30, but the injury hasn't been healed. Right, exactly. And you never did resolve it. Yeah. Probably because who has the skills to resolve it at 16? I mm-hmm. mean, like, whatever. But also, it's okay to, like, bring it back up and talk about it so that it can be resolved mm-hmm. and so that people can move through it and not hold on to it because it's still showing up in the relationship, however that is. Yeah. But I think, like, just to put a bullet point on it, friendships take work just like any other relationship takes work. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff that we're saying are stuff that you would be doing with your significant other, with a romantic partner, but for some reason we don't adjust our thinking to apply that to friendships. And I mean, and the hard part about that is that, like, let's just be honest, if you're cutting off romantic relationships and you're cutting off friendships left and right without actually working through these things, it's not everybody else, it's you. She said it, I didn't say it. But I will say, um, well, I mean, what are some, some good, like, we could talk some more about this, about, like, just good friendship, actual practical things that you can do in your Mm -hmm. friendship. 
I think self and self-awareness is one big thing, like getting to know yourself well enough to know when that person does that or when people in general do this, this brings up this emotion in me, right? I don't like it for this reason. Mm-hmm. And you could be working on changing that, but it's also okay for you to communicate to that person. Hey, you know, like this really triggers me. I don't really like when you do that. So if I respond this way, this is why. Or can you do this differently? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, like like I said, it's a safe enough space where you have a, re- a relationship with someone who cares about you enough who says, hey, I love my friend enough that this bothers her mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm willing to adjust my right. behavior because I don't want to bother her in this way anymore. And that, to me, also takes a level of emotional intelligence and self-awareness so where I don't feel offended, like, oh, she's asking me to change. No, she's asking you just to stop offending her and hurting her. Mm-hmm. You don't like me the way I am. I mean, I do, but I also think that, like, you can show up differently in relationship with me. Yeah. You don't have to say anything and everything that comes to your mind, and then call me everything but a child of God when you get mad, and then expect me to, like, what, forgive you when you mm-hmm. say sorry? Yeah. But you called me on my name and brought up all this stuff that we said we weren't going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Am I talking about something that really happened to me? I don't know. But I'm just saying that's a thing. Yeah. So for you, what are some indicators that would tell you that, like, maybe this is not the right person for you? Like, what? when does your self-awareness start to wake up and be like, hmm, probably not a good fit? Like, how do you know this is something that we need to communicate about versus this person is not the right fit? Does that make oh. sense? I because know. I feel like that's two different things. Yeah. Oh, we need to talk about this and see how it goes. Or like, oh, you're not my person. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't need to be friends. Uh, that's a hard one for me because I'm still trying to figure out all these levels of discernment and change in in my relationship. Yeah, it's constant, I think. Um, yeah, and I think that it is. If For one, it's been a very, very long walk for me on this journey of self-discovery of who I am, but I am also it's a lifetime walk. Yeah, mean, you know. but I am also like learning more and more of who I can test my my self awareness with. Like, um, like you know, there are certain friendships where, like you know, I may feel more comfortable to be like, hey, this is bothering me. Like you know, we need to like discuss this. And other ones where where that that old me still pop, like, you know, comes up and is like, Mm-mm, don't do that. This is gonna go bad. Um, so like part of that is me and then part of that is the environment. What about the environment? Knowing that specific, knowing that certain relationships are not going to handle this as, as well as other relationships will be. Mm. Okay. I see that. It's a journey. Yeah. So like I resonate with that. Once again, and I feel like this is like, this is like, like catching us like off guard, but I remember like the first time that I wanted to, like, tell you about something that you had did. And I think I, like, like, we had, we had been, like, talking all day. And I held it until, like, the end of the conversation. I was like, I was like all right, Jasmine. So we had discussed this. And I feel like that you got, like, hyper-aroused. And you were like, what, what just happened? What did, what did I do? The filming or something else? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't even remember what it, what it was. But I remember being, like, okay, like, we, we need to, like, discuss this. I remember, like, prepping myself of, like, how can I deliver this to her? But I wasn't in a way that's, that's not going to be offended. Like, like I did not want to offend you. My my fear of abandonment and loss popped in. Like, I like her. I don't want her to get mad at me. But we need to address this. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, threw it out there. My Brene Brown popped in and said, Charmaine, clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. Just say it. And I just, <laughs> I just, spewed, it. I just spewed it out. And me and you continue to discuss it, mm-hmm. and I feel like that it was received well, 
and we went through and for me that was like literally like how the trauma cycle goes I'm like okay like we're gonna enter into this and we're coming right back out mm -hmm. we're not stuck we're not like feeling like exactly. you know unneeded like like it literally was like taken care of and mm -hmm. all and, is well and like I tell my clients you can file it in the filing cabinet of oh I can like um have conflicts with people and it not end badly you put that in the file that it needs to go instead of Oh, that was one time. Mm -hmm. It's always it's always going to be chaotic mm -hmm. and terrible every time I do yes. it. Right? Like, you need to make sure it goes in the right filing place. Okay, we are dropping gems today. I need y'all to know. Conflict is not always aggressive. Conflict is, is not always an argument. Mm -hmm. it, it can literally mm -hmm. be a discussion. Mm -hmm. Conflict can also be passive aggression. Like, you cannot say anything and y'all still have conflict. 100%. That's also a problem. Yeah. But I will say about that conversation... Part of the reason why it went well is because I didn't know <laughs> you had a problem with me. I thought you were like, we're going to talk about this filming. And I just really had some ideas. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm on the same page. Yeah, and then you were like, okay, but what about you? And I was like, eh, what about me? And I was like, oh, okay, got it. So that's what, like, if I would have known, I think it would have been more anxious. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, no, what I do? Oh, my gosh. But because I didn't know, and I was just like, oh, well, we're just going to have a meeting. It was easier. Yeah. Because if not, I would have been like, oh, no, she doesn't like me or none. <laughs> We're breaking up. <laughs> but I get that, though. And that, I think that, like, that comes from our past fears and things that we've been mm -hmm. through been through in the past. So, like, and new ahead. friends as an adult is a vulnerable thing to do. I don't know why yeah. it's different. I mean, I guess it's always vulnerable, but it's vulnerable in a different way. As an adult, no, I, I, like, I have friends. I want to keep these friends. Yeah, I like you. You have the potential to not like me back, or like us to not work. It's just different. Yeah, cause, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Like, like the friendships that I have it's made in my, <laughs> the I'm friendships splitting. that I have made into my adulthood, they were all hard for me the first time that we that we came to one of those bumps because like my mind was always just like, yep, this this is gonna be the end of this, and luckily. With the sprinkle, sprinkle people that I like, you know, fool with, we sprinkle because, hey, I take quality over quantity. Um, yeah, luckily. But I still have that, that like, feeling in my stomach sometimes, like, like, like that fear of this is not going to go well. And, mm -hmm. it, and it scares me. Mm -hmm. And I admit that. But I'm learning Ooh. to be self-aware and push through that. Yes. And that's where the self-awareness pops in. To be thinking about what is what is it that you come to relationships with, right? Like, what's the underlying thread? Mm -hmm. And if you're coming to relationships of like, oh, like, I just don't want these people to leave me. Or like, you know, I want to make sure that this stays. That impacts the way that you show up in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Or if like, um, you're just waiting for that person to hurt you and you're always keeping them at arm's distance, that shows up in the relationship. Yeah. Right? So just the self-awareness is like, Get quiet with yourself, take a minute, check in with your emotion, and see if you can put words to what is happening underneath. Yeah. Of like, how do I show up? That's interesting. What's the inner dialogue in there? For me, I've, so like, this was actually going to be a question about how do you feel like that you show up as a friend? Um, but for me, how I show up as a friend has been changing on my walk of self discovery because mm -hmm. I feel like that I was always. <laughs> I was always that over and beyond friend. Like I did abundance for my friends. Like, and part of it was just because of who I am as a person. But part of it, I think, was a role that I had created. 
And I had created this expectation for myself and this pressure for myself that I have to do these things. I have to show up in these ways in order to maintain my friendships. Um, and so now that I'm kind of getting to a place where I'm putting up more boundaries and I'm scaling back, like for me, like it's still hard for me on the inside because I'm like, man, am I a trash friend now? And I feel like that I'm, I don't think I'm a trash friend today. I don't know. I could be. Mm-hmm. But in comparison to who I, mean, I I'm was. I'm not agreeing with that. I'm just saying I understand. But in comparison to who I was, I, I do have moments where I'm like, I mean, you're not doing enough. But I have to remind myself of like why I was doing the things that I was doing and where and like, like and where my line is mm-hmm. and, and like how I'm showing up. Where is my self-awareness and what can I do that does not hinder me as a person? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, again, that's self-awareness. And that's also stuff that you can't always necessarily see unless you have. I mean, we're biased. We don't advocate for therapy, okay? So like if you have a therapist or somebody who can help you see that blind spot, because, I mean, underneath that, because I think also most therapists or people in the helping profession a lot of times have that issue, myself included, of like, okay, I get my value of over about, I cannot speak words today. I get my value through what I can do for you. So let me show up. Let me serve you. Let me be all of these things. And is that the way like you want to operate? Is mm-hmm. that the way I want to continue to operate, mm-hmm. you know, and it sounds like that shifted for you. And so it's like, well, how do yeah. I find my value yeah. in these friendships? And it's and hard. And has to shift too. Yeah. And it's hard because there's, like I said, once you create the role, it's, it then becomes a question of who am I if I'm not this person? If I'm not the one making all the phone calls, if I'm not the one protecting everybody, if I'm not the one showing up to, to, to all of the events and buying the over and above gifts and like coming like, you no know, to, to the event an hour early and staying like you know, an hour late and like doing all these things. If, if I'm not this person, who am I? And to be honest, right now, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's there's a building of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because we already tore down this part of the foundation that said, my value is in what I can show up and do for other people. Then we decided we don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So then we have to rebuild. What do we want to be there now? Mm-hmm. And that is an, it really is an opportunity, though. Like, I think it feels scary. It feels like, ooh, like... Maybe these friends are all going to leave me now that I'm not being that person. But also, it's an opportunity to build that. What adds value to you? What makes you valuable? Is it the fact that you can do things for people? Mm-hmm. Or is it that your value is unconditional and stands clear? Yeah. It's the fact that you show up and you're just consistent. Yeah. So that part as well. Can I mention one last thing? Uh-huh. something else? Go ahead. Before we go. Um, okay, so I was listening to this podcast from one of the people at this conference that I went to. It was amazing. But she was saying that similar to romantic relationships, that you should... Okay, I'm going to tell you a little quick backstory. This woman is writing a book with one of her really good friends. And they were both kind of anxious and anticipating what conflict, conflict would look like for them. Mm-hmm. But they hadn't come across it yet. Mm-hmm. So what one of the friends did that was new to the person telling the story was she was like, hey, let's talk about what will happen if we have a conflict. Mm -hmm. She was proactive about what that was going to look like. Mm -hmm. What do you think we're going to do? Or like, how do you think you'll receive it? What's the best way for me to say what I need to say? That is great. How do we do these things? Like to just be proactive. Mm -hmm. And then when they get to it, they already have a plan about what that'll look like. Doesn't mean it's going to happen perfectly 100% of the time, but we've already talked about it to the point that this is not scary. Yeah. It's not something we have to avoid. My therapist always tells me to be proactive. I don't have to be reactive. Mm-hmm. 
and that's possible. But I feel like we do that more in romantic relationships of like, I really don't like when this happens or I don't like when people talk to me this way. And it comes easier than mm-hmm. in friendships. That's not a thing that we do. Yeah. For I whatever also think reason. that like we don't really push and I push all the time. I love working with friends. So like the same way that there's couples therapy, right? What do you call in, that though? Friendship therapy. I don't really care. Like, family yeah, therapy. it's family therapy. I, it counts it's couples therapy. therapy. In my mind. Yeah, it's family therapy. It's couples therapy because like you guys are a, a couple of friends. But yeah, mm-hmm. like in the it's same two humans in relationship with each and other. And some the of the same, same te- techniques needed. that I use for them, I use for the friendships. And I think mm-hmm. that, I think that it's needed. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll get that out of us. Maybe me and Charmaine will sit down and <laughs> talk about how we can be proactive about our conflict. But you have had enough of us today. But I do want to know, what are your questions about friendships? Is there anything else that we can answer, to, like maybe more practical skills? Or like, is there some kind of nuance in friendships that you guys want to talk about or want to hear from us? Yeah. Comment. Tell us. Mm-hmm. How are you becoming self-aware? Mm, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. As always, like, subscribe, follow, share, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your daddy. Write a review if you want the podcast. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the podcast crew, all one or two of y'all. Write us a review so that more people can find us. All right. Love you guys. Bye.